Hey everybody, this is Tori O'Neill and this is the Two Cents Microcast, the bi-weekly podcast where I talk everything and anything in 15 minutes or less. So now that I'm officially doing my two episodes a week, y'all, we on a trend, we on a pattern. I didn't flake out. Hey, it might be five o'clock, but I'm still doing it. Um, so yeah, so this episode is called Jiu-Jitsu Teens. <laughs> yeah, I did that. Um, so what I really want to talk about is, and I mentioned it previously in the other episode, is that now I am doing jujitsu full time. That is my job. That is my livelihood. That's how I make that money. Not that much right now, but you know, it's, it's starting up. I'm building, I'm building, I'm building an empire here. Um, what's an empire? Legacy? I like to think I'm building a legacy here. It's just in the, you know, it's in the very very early stages if any of y'all like listen to history and y'all like heard the history listen to the history of rome and like julius caesar and like how he became this great man but in the beginning like he had other people's paying his debts that's me right now i'm young caesar i'm but i'm i'm, I'm like rise up so i think most of you who are following or listening to this probably know what jujitsu is but a quick rundown for those of you who don't jujitsu or brazilian jujitsu is the time that i practice Let's not get into the argument over the different types because it goes it goes deep. Um, so Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a type of ground fighting, which it which really emphasizes, you know, control, holding pressure um, and submissions through limb extensions, chokes, things like that. So like if you watch MMA, that ground shit they do most of the time that's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I've been practicing jujitsu for about seven years now. And like some of you, I've told my story plenty of times. I'll do it again. I got into jujitsu because I wanted to get into wrestling, but, um, wrestling's really like, it's, it's like, it's growing in popularity, but it's not really like a Southern thing, which I will never understand when you see these corn fed boys that like y'all could do football in both, but I digress. Um, so it's not like a real big thing here. But my coach was a lifetime wrestler who got into jujitsu and he spoke when I spoke first spoke to him, they talked about how they do wrestling classes. So I was like, okay, well, I'll deal with this jujitsu stuff. If that means I get to wrestle. Yo, no lie, I suck at wrestling. It's hard as fuck. Uh, not that jujitsu isn't hard, but it's not wrestling hard. Um so eventually I just kind of stuck with jujitsu. I'm actually a lot better at jujitsu than wrestling. I still do wrestling. You know what? Let me stop lying. I haven't done wrestling in a while, but I'm going to get back on it. Um, so the reason that I decided to do jujitsu full time is that I was just, you know, I hate to keep bringing COVID up, but what COVID taught me is that I will always be expendable to an organization because at the end of the day they are a business it's not a family they have a bottom line that they have to keep they have to make and if you are not going to help that bottom line they can cut you out and to some extent that's what happened to me so like I don't I don't really hold any grudges because again it was was a, a worldwide pandemic like it's literally a once in a lifetime event but that did me no good like that put me in a position where I had to reconsider some things and the path that I was going down was in the nonprofit management type of realm, which is great for the spirit, not that great for the pockets. Um, and to be honest, the fire that I had for it early on, it dimmed out in the, what, 
five, six years that I worked on it, I actually started working in volunteer management like the same year I did jujitsu. So they coincide with each other. I worked at a bookstore first, a nonprofit bookstore. But yeah, so when it first happened, I was really bummed out because, you know, I couldn't do the job that I had been training so hard for. But honestly, once all the smoke cleared, I realized that like this was not how I wanted to spend my days anymore. I was stressing out so much about deadlines and getting books out to kids and about, you know, I was reaching that next quota level of just doing just like, I, you know, I was on that grind, but it was really breaking me down. I, man, I, I don't even want to think about it, but like, I didn't want to go back to life. I don't want to go back to that life. And I spent so much of my life saying that I wanted to get a good job. I want to get me a government job with great benefits that I'm going to do for 50 plus years and then retire. But like, I don't want to live that. I want to live my life now. I'm going to do stuff that makes me happy today. So what makes me the most happy is jujitsu. And it's not necessarily just the stuff that I do on the mat that makes me happy. It's the stuff I do off the mat too. So when I say that I'm doing jujitsu full time, it's not just the Mighty Dames. It means that I am emerging myself into the jujitsu world and I want to find different paths and different avenues, not just to make money, but like to make my stamp in this sport. Because like when it's all said and done, Tori the competitor might not be that great. <laughs> like no cap, dead serious. I'm a, I'm pretty decent, but like I will never be the person who's willing to you know, do two a days, three hours and bust that grind in the name of like athletic glory. That's not me, but I'm willing to bust my ass for projects and people that I believe in. So that's what I'm going to do. All right. So if you guys don't know, Mighty Dames, that's the group that I started. And it's all about, I always say like our tagline is rep heavy and it's all about supporting the heavyweight females in jujitsu because you'll notice pretty quickly that they don't get a lot of representation and the representation that we do do get is often very negative like look at these bohemoths moving how how can they do this that kind of thing or it's always tied to oh they're gonna lose weight in jujitsu not like oh these girls are just having fun in jujitsu it's always kind of tied to one of those two things so the reason I picked heavyweights in when I say heavies, you got to remember that in jujitsu, anything over typically, if you go with IBJJF, anything over like 160 pounds has like a heavy tag to it. So you could be like medium, heavy, heavy, and super heavy. But like, those are like, that's not a lot of weight. And I am, I am so deep into the super heavy that if they made another category and called it ultra, I would be firmly in the ultra heavyweight division. Like that would be my jam. Um, so when I did the Mighty Dames, I was really just like looking for a community of other bigger girls in the sport, because even though I had a great team, I didn't have anybody like me there. So I wanted someone like me to talk to. So fortunately I did find some great women in the area, but through the Mighty Dames, I've met women like legit all over the world. And I just can't, I can't wait to just like continue to grow. So our whole thing is our whole, our, 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 what's it called? Our vision or our mission. I mix those up. I'm not going to lie. And I wrote them, but it's to promote healthy and positive body image. And that's why I say we have women that go from all, all different sizes from like, we got girls who are like 
barely 100 pounds in our group because the message of like promoting healthy and positive body image and being happy with your body at the stage it is is important like you can want progress you can want to do better without hating your body that's really what we're trying to hammer in it's just like enjoy the journey you know don't be so fixated on that number be fixated on your health and you know enjoy what you're going through to get to there so through the mighty dames we're we do a lot we have a huge online presence that's what we do we have a group where it's just basically like an open session we talk that i moderate that group um we sell a lot of gear. We actually, I just checked, my gear is in Hong Kong right now. So next week we'll have some merch dropping for, at our Mighty Dames store, MightyDames.com. Click that shit out. Click. Check that shit out. Told y'all I'll be some stumbling. Um, so I'm really excited. We're doing a role. We're doing, a, um, we're pairing up with the girls from Role Model Grappling and we're doing a Mighty Model. It's called Mighty Models Camp, which is a Mighty Dames camp down at my home gym. Uh, but more about that on the next episode. So Mighty Dames is like, if you had a chart, like if you have a pie chart, Mighty Dames is probably like 60% of what I'm doing in jujitsu, okay? I'm not gonna get these percentage right, so please don't, please don't check me and tell me like, oh, Tori, you did 137. I know I'm gonna get this wrong. Um, So that's like, that's a big thing that I'm doing. And when you think about like, the things I'm doing on the mat is I'm just training more. And I'm not training to compete. I'm training to improve, to learn. I'm going to get back into coaching. But really right now, while I'm still at my purple belt, I'm trying to adapt and just adapt my game and learn more and work on the things that I hate, honestly. Um, I'm also working more competitions. So and when I work competitions, that's either me being at the score table, understanding, you know, just clicking, you just click the mouse, but you get to see so much jujitsu. And you get the people who are refereeing or at least black or brown belts, I believe. So you get to ask them questions. You see this, you just get exposed to so much learning. I mean, so much jujitsu that you just, you just can't help but to learn there. So I'm working almost any event that IBJJF does coming to Orlando. I'm trying to be there to just, I mean, it pays too. So money, but I'm also learning. Um, I actually, who I worked my first, um, I worked my first event as a ref at Chick Jitsu a month or so ago. Man, that was overall was a positive experience, but I was so nervous. I was like, I was super nervous because it's different when like you're competing and it's like if you fail, like, OK, no big deal. But like it's literally refing, you know, 50 plus matches and, you know, everyone's there watching you yelling. If you mess up or you get off by a couple seconds, like you're going to have people there furious with you and then more so like I did a lot of kids and man kid jujitsu parents like sport parents in general that's just a hard thing to try to overcome they they are fucking brutal so it's okay though I'm 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 I'm, I didn't I didn't get that much negative feedback I actually got a lot of positive so same thing I'm gonna do it again I oh god I can't remember when their next event is coming but it is in September I want to say it's toward the end of September it's gonna be another chick jitsu event. It's in the Tampa area. I'll definitely I'll post their information in the um, bio, not the bio, in the description box. Um, I'll be refing that, and we'll also be having a table for the Mighty Dames there. That'll be like my first event that I have a table. No, 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 no. I'm gonna have a table at the Mighty Dames at the camp. But you know, it's different. Like I'm, it's not a, it's not like I'm sponsoring it. It's like this is the first time I'm going on the road having my own like 
booth set up. So I'm really excited. So ultimately, the reason I'm doing all of this stuff, not just because of my love of jujitsu and I want to make a livelihood and my I want to work in this, is like, I kind of want to open my own gym one day, which is something I just started thinking about in the last six or so months because I never wanted to own a gym. I see my coach, I see the headaches they go through. I have friends who are owners and I see how the struggle they go through. But I always, I believe very strongly that if you are in a position to make change and to be a voice to your community, you have to take it. Whether I wanted to or not through the Mighty Dames, through Tori the Grappler stuff on my Instagram page through just my presence and being out in the scene I have enacted change I've impacted people so I feel like if I could open a gym that really does do those things that I want to see in other gyms that are more inclusive to the LGBTQ community that focus on black and brown women and making sure they're safe like if I'm not finding that like then I'm going to create it so that's like my five-year goal is to have like have my own gym So like, I gotta bust my ass and like get this grind going so that I can make that a reality. And that's about all I have for you guys today. So stay tuned for next Tuesday for the next episode where I talk about the Mighty Dames Camp. Bye guys.